0: to return to rest. It's been a while I've been on on air talking about my podcasts, but I'm back now. So I'm back to my series titled Return to Rest. I advertised that today we're going to talk about we're going to start a four-part series looking at twins in the Bible. And you may think of twins as being identical fraternal two boys Uh, two girls or a girl and a boy but let let me first define what twin uh, twins are and the and the dictionary says that they are two offsprings produced by the same pregnancy but my study today is not about twins as in Jacob and Esau it's not about twins it's just a play on words I'm talking about the word pairs that the bible talks about quite a bit on and the Bible has identified them together. When you see them mentioned, a lot of times you see them mentioned together. Let me have you turn to Isaiah 11. Isaiah 11, beginning at verse one. And it says, Isaiah 11:1 says, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, that's number one. The spirit of counsel and might, number two. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, number three. His delight is in the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. Let me read you those three pairs as we found in Isaiah. Isaiah said wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. I have one more pair I'm going to talk about and that's in Psalm 23. So I'm going to have you turn to Psalm 23. We're going to look at verse 6, the very last verse of Psalm 23 and it goes, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So these are my four twins. I have goodness and mercy, wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Today I'm going to talk about goodness and mercy. Do you remember the adage that goes, good, better, best, never let it rest? till the good is better and the better best. When I was growing up, they made us recite this over and over, making me think that best was better than good and better was better than good. But when I became a Christian and I read in the Bible that God is good, God is good, it made me start to rethink that adage and it made me start to reprocess the word good. To realize that if God can be described as being good, the creator of the universe, the one who declares the end from the beginning, the all-consuming fire, the balm of Gilead, the bright and morning star, the ancient of days, is described as described as being good. I believe good is better than better and better than best. I, be, I believe good is the the most you can achieve. Good is good because God is good. So if we look at the origin of good, it's derived from an old English version that is considered as God with a small g. God is a small g. So you could say, this is my interpretation, you could say that goodness is God-likeness. Goodness is god likeness. And some dictionary also reference that sometimes they substitute good for God. You know, people say things like, oh, for goodness sake, oh, goodness, that was good. Because they have substituted, in some instances, substituted good for God. But let's go back and see what the Bible tells us about the goodness of god what does the bible tell us about god and him being good so i'm going to have you turn with me we're going to have quite a few scriptures to turn to today i'm going to have you turn with me to psalm 34 verse 8. psalm 34 verse 8 says "Oh, taste and see that the lord is good blessed is the man who trusts in him all taste and see that the Lord is good, and blessed is the man who trusts in Him. Psalm 100 verse 5 says, For the Lord is good, and His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures from generation to generation. For the Lord is good, and His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures from generation to generation. Look again at Psalm 107 verse 8 says all that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men all that men will give thanks to the Lord for his goodness God is good God is good I have Psalm 135 verse 3 Psalm 135 verse 3 says praise the Lord for he is good sing praises to his name for he is pleasant Praise the Lord for he is good. Sing praises to his name for he is pleasant. Isn't that wonderful? God is good. So the next time you think about good, I want you to think about God because he is good. And good and perfect things come from above, from the Father of all light in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. That's good. Let's look at mercy. And then I'll come back to put them both together. Let's look at mercy. I went into the dictionary and I found that mercy is defined as compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. Let me give an example. So, if you caught a thief coming into your house to steal one of your packages in your front door. And you caught that person red-handed stealing a very expensive package you just got. And it was in your power to turn them over to the law. Mercy says, forgive them and let them go. Let me give you another example. I was told, I'm not sure if this is true, but I was told about a judge who had someone in front of him that owed the county a lot of money. And this person would have gone to prison for a long time if they didn't pay the fine. And the person did not have the money to pay the fine. So the story goes that the judge got down from his seat, took off his robe, stepped beside the, offed- the offend- uh, offended person and paid the fine. And then went back onto the bench, wore his robe, and discharge the the claims against the man. That's mercy. If you think about it, the mercy of God has prevented a lot of judgment to come towards us. But let's find out what the Bible says about mercy. Okay, first one is that His mercy is new every morning. So the mercy you used up yesterday, guess what? You have brand new mercies for today. And the mercies you use up today, guess what? You have brand new mercies for tomorrow. Isn't that wonderful that we can know that we're not going to exhaust God's mercy in one day? Because people like us that live in the skin of flesh may get into trouble every day. But the Bible tells us that His mercies are new every day. And that's in Lamentations 22 to 23 and it says through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not and they are new every morning great is your faithfulness so number one is that God's mercies are new every morning number two is that God's mercies prevent us from getting consumed consumed because we were born in the skin of skin of sin once adam and eve fell we were all born into sin but god's mercy has prevented us from being consumed and number three god is merciful god is merciful if you look at luke 6:36, it says therefore be merciful just as your father is also merciful god is merciful i'm grateful that he's merciful it's through his mercies that I'm sitting here and talking to you on this podcast. And I'm sure you are grateful too. Let's look at Second Samuel. Second Samuel 2, Samuel 2 22 to uh, verse 26. 2 Samuel 22, verse 26. it says, with the merciful, you will show yourself merciful. And with the blameless man, you will show yourself blameless. So God shows us mercy. God shows us mercy. It says again, with the merciful, you will show yourself merciful. So what does that mean to you and me? We have to extend mercy to people, especially those who are within our power to punish or to harm, just like the the dictionary defined mercy. We need to extend mercy. Number six, the Bible says that God is rich in mercy. Imagine if he can show us mercy day after day. He must be rich in it. But let's look at Ephesians, we're going to look at Ephesians 2 verse 4. Ephesians 2 verse 4 says, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. He says, but God is rich in mercy. God is rich in mercy. And again, it says, through God's mercy, he allows the sun to rise. Imagine if you were in charge of sunrise and sunset. Well, that, okay, let's say if you were in charge of rain and your neighbor offended you, real big time, whatever he did to offend you, or well, your neighbor offended you and you decide decided that, hmm, I'm not going to let the rain fall on you. But oh, better still, if you were driving to work and someone cut you off, and you had the power within you to move their car or suspend their car in air, wouldn't you just suspend them in air and keep them there until you come back from work because you're annoyed? Can you imagine if God did the same thing with us that we annoyed him one day when he just zapped us away? No, that's not what he that's not what the Bible says. It says in Luke 1, verse 78. Luke 1 verse 78 says through the tender mercy of our God with which the day spring from on high has visited us. He will always visit us through his mercy. Through his mercy, he will always visit us. So from this is not an exhaustive search of the word mercy or the word goodness. But from this, we can see that God is good. And God is merciful. So why do I think Psalm 23 paired them together? Why do I think that they're paired together? If you go back and read the whole psalm, which I will encourage you to do, to go back and read the whole psalm. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. And he goes on to tell you what the Lord is going to do for him. This is my interpretation of why the Bible paired them together. If you read the whole Psalm, I would say this, that God will go with you. That's the goodness. God will go with you, but he will not let, let me personalize this. God will go with me, but he will not let me get lost in my stupidity or in my error. So God will go with me. That's the goodness. But he will not let me get lost in my error, in my failings, in my fallings, in my intentional errors, in my real, real mistakes. And that's the mercy. So as you go along, Psalm 23 is telling you that God is going with you and he will not let you fall. He will not let you falter. He will not let you stumble, even if you intentionally did it. Now, isn't that amazing? Goodness and mercy shall follow me because I know the Lord will go with me and he will not let me fall and he will not let me falter and he will not let me stumble. That is amazing. So go back and read Psalm 23. Bear in mind, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And I want you to rejoice in it because God is will go with you and he will not let you make stupid mistakes. Isn't that wonderful? Join me again next week. We're going to look at another twin, another pair from the Bible. Have a blessed day.